Welcome to the Spiritual Piggy Podcast with your hosts, Jessica Gaines and Noodle the Pig. On this podcast, we will discover what it means to live a wildly surrendered life, wholly connected to inner peace, while having the courage to get dirty and play full out on this amazing, magical playground we call Earth. Hi, I'm Jessica Gaines, animal communicator, intuitive channel, soul coach, and energy healer. My co-host and pet pig Noodle is a wise teacher, powerful joy igniter, and a master at playing in other dimensions while being fully grounded here on earth. We will explore the journey of spiritual awakening. I will channel Noodle as often as he would like the mic, sharing his perspective, interviewing guests, and participating in roundtable discussions. Welcome to the Spiritual Piggy Podcast. Let's play. Noodle butt. Hello, my friends. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is and whatever part of the world you're in listening to us right now. It's so good to have you. It's so good to be with you. Um, This episode, the magic of death and the portal of grief. Um, (laughs) So I am... I allow myself to be intuitively guided and I've been getting better and better at not questioning and spirit has been very clear that this was the next episode and I'm like, really grief? (laughs) That's it? Uh, And they said, yes, they said, yes, yes. It was very clear and I allow myself to get out of my own way because I know that there is someone specifically or someone's that this message is directly speaking to. And I allow myself to be the channel and the vessel of that message. And as you hear me saying this right now, as well as these other experiences, I offer to you to look at these as your own experiences to, you know, this isn't about me. This is a message coming from spirit to you. So I offer for you to open your heart and settle in and listen for the message that is speaking to you. So how this episode will unfold, I have two stories for you and then we'll bring Noodle in He's with us energetically through the whole episode, but we'll all bring him in for him to fully speak around um, death and grief. So the first story is about my dog, and the second story is about my mom. Um, you know, every experience in this life is an invitation to fall deeper in connection with God. And again, I've said this on other episodes. We are speaking about intangible truths, intangible, eternal perspectives that are very hard to pin down with words. So please hold my words very loosely. If you have heaviness around the word God, you may insert any word that opens your heart, that feels neutral to you, to allow the meaning of what's coming through Um, underneath the words to hit you in the way that it needs to hit you. 
so, um, yeah, around every experience is an invitation for connection. It's an invitation for growth and grief in particular is this beautiful gut wrenching experience that it, it drops you into surrender. It's kind of like surrender by fire. (laughs) Like you don't have a choice. You can resist it, but you don't really have a choice. It just surrenders you. And when you're in it, it immediately shifts everything in your world to all of a sudden what were priorities before you literally can't see anymore you it's an immediate shift into surrender and that can come in moments because our society is also very good at not allowing ourselves to go through the full grief cycle and you know we commend people on oh she got right back to work she got right back out there she's and not allowing ourselves to fully go into those grief cycles so even in it's like a a it's a moment to moment surrender in grief. And what's so beautiful about it, it can sometimes feel like you're numbed out. But if you allow your the resistance in your mind to just simply let go, what's actually happening, there's a dissolve of this reality. And you become much more connected to the ethereal, to the eternal, to the portals between life and death. So I'll start with um, the story about my dog. And then we'll go into the story about my mom's death. So my dog, Bear... (laughs) I have two long-haired senior dachshunds. Their names are Bear and Bean. I co-adopted them with one of my best friends when they were nine years old. And Beanie is now, I think, 16, 15, 16. Well, our sweet Bear, Bear is a black long-haired dachshund. Beanie is a brown long-haired dachshund. Our sweet Bear was declining and declining but for years even though he was almost all the way blind he seemed happy he seemed peaceful he would walk around he wouldn't know where he was going he would bump into a wall he would get stuck behind a chair and we would pick him up and we would turn him around and off he would go again like the little energizer bunny but in his last few months um, it began to get bad enough to where He was no longer enjoying himself. His body really wasn't working for him and it was causing him much more distress, um, much more distress than he needed. (laughs) And it was time to make the decision for in-home euthanasia, which by the way, the, there are a few places in Louisville, the place that we used is named Heart's Ease and they were absolutely wonderful. So what I want to share with you 
is the spiritual journey that I went on from the time we made the decision until the time of his passing. And again, I'm sharing this to allow yourself to open up because I think what happens around death, I feel like a lot of people have profound death experiences, but sometimes we shut ourselves off from it because we feel like, oh, we shouldn't be feeling this way, or this should be harder, or it's like a weird feeling to feel bliss or relief or describe um, potentially the spiritual experience that you've had around a death experience. And when, when I, for instance, have shared my own experience, it allows and gives permission to others to share their experience. And you get to shift your lens of what is possible and what death and grief actually mean. It allows you to expand and bring God in even more. So when we made the decision at that time in my life, I had an amazing um, animal communication mentor named Karen Anderson that I had been following. And God brought her interviews, some interviews on YouTube to me. I know now so I could hear them. Really, she came into my life so she could prepare me for my mother's death. And it first prepared me for bears. So <laughs> I, she has a ton of interviews on YouTube, but I went right to one that was a segment around when you choose euthanasia for your animals and what happens. And she said a lot of times what will happen when you make the choice is they will all of a sudden seem to get better and you fret and worry that you maybe you've made the wrong choice. But she said, what's actually happening when you set the intention energetically It's as if the universe sends a burst of energy for the trip that they are about to go on. It's almost like charging them up. It's almost like (laughs) connecting a charger to them and giving them the burst of energy that they need. And it's exactly what happened with Bear. The moment we made the decision, that last weekend I had with him, he was able to cuddle. His body was able to cuddle. He was at peace. He was calm. He was different. He was different. And because God had sent me that message, I was able to really settle in and enjoy our last days together rather than worry that I had made the wrong decision. And so that last week together, I would whisper in his ear and I would tell him once he passed all the beautiful things his soul would get to do and how he would get to go hiking and swimming and dance with the stars and how he could come back as a ghost and play tricks on his brother noodle. (laughs) And we had the best time. (laughs) The morning of the euthanasia was, we had decided to allow it to take place at my friend's house. And when I woke up that morning, I was in such a state of bliss that I could barely walk around in human and it lasted almost the whole day. And what God was showing me, I was standing in between the portals of life and death. And it was an absolutely blissful experience. And I could hear and feel the excitement on the other side as if they were preparing a space And throwing a party, preparing a celebration for bear, I could feel it. 
I could hear it. It was absolutely blissful. And it would send me back to what I had heard Karen Anderson say, who has done over 22,000 communication sessions with animals, with people's pets that are deceased. And she would say that um, they would describe the experience as, you know, sometimes their bodies at the euthanasia might give some resistance, but it's really just the evolutionary instinct of the physical body but the experience for the soul leaving the body that is no longer working for them is pure bliss. And that's what God was showing me. God was allowing me to have that experience throughout the whole day so I could hold that energy and hold bear in loving energy in his last moments. (laughs) So when I got to my friends, we were loving on bear. We brought Beanie. We brought his brother and Beanie and Bear had always been attached at the hip. I mean, they slept together like right on top of each other. But in the last couple of years, that hadn't really happened. And it felt like, you know, Bear was getting old enough to where he was really going in and out of his body. And he really wasn't with us anymore all of the time. And Beanie could sense that and was naturally separating. It was a healthy separation. But that day, we had Bear on his pet bed, and we were all surrounding him, and Beanie laid right with him, with his nose right at Bear's face. And as we were there, I opened the Akashic Records, and I asked everyone who was present for their guides and their guardian angels and Bear's guardian angels and the deceased pets that have gone before Bear to all be there with us, to usher him in to his new life as he closed the chapter on this one. And we pet him, and we created a circle of love around him. (laughs) And we told him how much he was loved, and we sang in his ear as he was slipping away. And I could feel the moment it happened, I could feel his soul go through my body. And then it felt he was up in the ceiling watching us. And the moment I felt that, the vet checked his heartbeat and said, he's gone. (laughs) And since that moment, that first two days, I felt him so intensely with me. Karen Anderson had, um, has spoken many times about how our animals, once they are energy, once they've transformed into the next life, they can be many places at once. And she would have sessions where she would describe to the pet owner, the pet would describe to them what they just had for breakfast that morning or what they did on vacation because the pets are always coming back and visiting. So you can know that if you have a deceased pet or a deceased loved one, a human loved one, and you smell a smell of them or you see them out of the you think you see them out of the corner of your eye or there's some sign that they are sending you know that that is real and they are intentionally connecting with you through dimensions so I felt bear still with me very intensely 
And <laughs> when he was alive, he would wake up at like 5 a.m. That would be very tiresome to us. And the morning after he had passed, uh, we heard Noodle rummaging around and, and making chirping sounds. And we looked at the clock and it was 5 a.m. on the dot. And then we heard a crash and realized it was the shelf in our bathroom fell. This is right at 5 a.m. And right away, out loud, I said, good job, Bear. That's a good trick. Because if you remember, I told him that he could come back as a ghost and play tricks on his brother Noodle. So it was very funny that the one who was woken up first was Noodle and then the crash. And it felt as if Bear, Bear's energy has always felt like a little boy, like the sweetest child filled with unconditional love. And it felt as though he was saying to spirit and, and, the, and the spirit guides that were with him, guys, I want to play a trick and I don't know what to do. Please help me figure out what to do. And they helped him. And we said, we love you. We hear you. We see you. <laughs> and that morning, I went to a meditation meeting that I go to every Saturday morning. And during the sharing time, I shared that story. And I looked around and there were grown men with tears in their eyes. And I realized that that's part of it, sharing these stories. When I was in meditation, Jokingly, Bear was still very much with me. He wanted to come with me to meditation. And when I was in meditation, I said to him jokingly, now get out of here. I'm, I'm supposed to be with God right now. And he said, but I'm with God. <laughs> and to tell this story to this room full of, of people and to see how powerfully it hit them shows you the power that is always lying underneath the surface. We are open to love and connection. It is here for us all around us. If we allow ourselves to open to it. You know, it's not about forcing the experience, but notice when you're opening and notice when you're shutting it down because you think I shouldn't feel this way or I need to be sad for longer or what would people think even? Notice that the shoulds that we put on ourselves due to society and allow yourself to have whatever experience you are having. Hmm. The next story is about my mother's death. And she just passed away in December of this past year. And what I find so interesting about that, I don't know if you remember, but that last month of this past year, there were so many, it just felt like, at least in my reality, there was an influx of death announcements. There were so many souls leaving the world at that time. What Spirit said to me about this was that the, there was a cycle that was ending. There was a new birth happening at the beginning of 2023, and then there was a cycle ending. And there were a lot of souls that were called here for a specific purpose for a specific time. And that cycle was ending, so it was time for them to leave. And, and that's what it felt like. 
my mother's health had been declining the past three years and my sister, myself, and my stepfather had been taking care of her. And that's a whole other story of growth and healing and setting boundaries and being in present moment of unconditional love with my mother um, that we won't go into today. But just to set the scene of what was happening, when my mother passed, (laughs) my sister and I were with her. What's so beautiful, my nephews had been visiting that day in, she was in a temporary space. Um, She'd just gotten out of the hospital and was in a space until she could potentially come home again. And they'd come to visit um, because we knew that, you know, they had called us to tell us that it was almost time. And we could sense her beginning to take her last breaths near the end of their visit. And she waited until they left the room. And I mean, 15 seconds later, she passed. That woman was thinking about others up until her last breath. She did not want to pass with them in the room. She wanted to say bye to them and she wanted to be able to allow them to leave. And my sister was on one side of her and I was on the other and we were both holding her hand and we were stroking her hair. She was unresponsive at that point, but there were things happening that we knew that she knew that we were there. And we were telling her how much she was loved. And we were telling her all of the people she was about to see in heaven and how excited we were for her. And how she was going to be able to walk again. She hasn't walked since 1978 due to a suicide attempt. And (laughs) we told her she was going to get to horseback ride again. And all of the things that she was about to do in her new life, in her new form. And how excited we were for her. And how she didn't need to be scared and how loved she was. And she passed. And I don't think you could come up with a better way to pass than that. (laughs) And for the next couple of weeks, it very, again, it wasn't the same experiences I had with Bear, but for the next couple of weeks, I was very much in the portal between life and death. And it was like surreal walking around the world. And I realized At a previous time in my life, I would have defined that as being numbed out or zoned out. But when I released my mind from meaning, I could feel how I just was connected to other worlds. I was connected to other dimensions. They were right there at my fingertips. And in order to feel that, you have to release your mind. You have to allow the surrender. You have to allow your body to surrender. I allowed grief to come in waves in whatever way it wanted to look. No meaning on what it needed to look like. Just allowing it to be. And there was one point that I was dreaming and my mom came to me and she spoke to me and she held me and I cried to her that no one's going to love me like my mama and I was crying in the dream 
And I began to wake up and realize I was crying in real life. And then my partner began to hold me. And it was so beautiful because I was being held in both dimensions in the heavens and on earth. There was another day where I got really frustrated over something silly and I stopped and I realized this is grief. (laughs) It's going to show up in many forms. And that helped me release in that moment and say, okay, stop what you're doing. This is just grief. Allow yourself to be here with you. Be present with what's happening. Give yourself grace. So again, allowing grief to show up when it wants to show up as soon as you're able to be with it and in whatever way that looks like. It doesn't have to look any certain way. With my mom, I feel so connected to her and in some ways more connected than I have ever been. My mom was an amazing mother and an amazing woman and I grew up in a conservative Christian family and Growing up, my perception, there were a lot of things that I felt like I wanted to be so close with my mom, and it felt like there was this filter of Christianity dogma that kept us from being close in some ways. And when she passed, it was as if that filter had been removed, and my soul and her soul could see each other in all perspectives, in full unconditional love, without any of the filters that our human identity put on the relationship. And since then, I can, she has been with me so strongly. She's actually not with me as much anymore because I've been told by spirit that she is in her life review and it feels that she's a little further away and that she's coming back. And that as a soul, you can be, our human brains can't understand this, but you can be in multiple places at once. Your energy, where your energetic priorities are, can manifest immediately in multiple places at once. So death for me, I feel so connected to the eternal that it really, truly just feels like opening the door to the next room. I still feel so connected to Bear, so connected to my mother, that it really is a see you later. They chose when it was time to leave. And my soul still has things to do on this earth. (laughs) And it really is like they're living in another city. It's like turning the channel. I'm still on channel four and they're living on channel 10 and I can turn the channel and visit them anytime I want. And it makes me feel so connected to everything and it makes the things in this world that aren't a big deal, just not a big deal. So I offer you these stories To allow yourself permission of whatever experience you're having or have had or will have around grief and death. And that there are multiple multiple perspectives and you get to have whatever experience you're meant to have and it doesn't need to look any certain way. So we are going to call in our sweet boy Noodle. (laughs) Hi, buddy. 
Hi, Noodle. Share with us, what is death to you? Hmm, he said change right away. He said change. Death is change. Death is transformation. Death is the changing of a flower. He's showing me um, quickly seasons. Like when you see um, a video where they have things going at like three times the speed, he's showing me seasons like that. The flower dying and the flower coming back up. He's showing that death is release. Mm. He's showing that death is the shedding of old identities to step into a new form. Wow. Mm. He's showing me we go through thousands of deaths in our lifetime. Oh, that every change is a death and a rebirth energetically. And that we get to treat it as such. We get to honor it. We can allow ourselves to have grief when there is a change because there is a death of something old as we are stepping into something new. He says that there's nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear. It's just change. We're so scared of change. (laughs) Yet everything is changing all the time in every moment. The one thing we can be sure of is that nothing will stay the same. Mm, Yet we resist it. (laughs) Because it feels like falling into the void. To allow change. He's showing me water streaming and how powerful water is. Yet it is so malleable. And it forms to whatever container it's in. He's showing that that's what death is. A shedding of a skin. A shedding of an old identity. Noodle. Share your thoughts around grief. Mm-hmm. He's, showing, he's showing his face. A pig face with tears, tears, tears. He's showing a full surrender into an emotion, into a state of being. He's showing his body in full collapse. What he's showing is, it's an invitation into full surrender. He's showing rolling around in the ground, the invitation of feeling alive, feeling the dirt on the earth. He's showing no rules. He's showing ripping away the false identities that society has placed upon you. He's showing that's the invitation of grief. Allowing yourself to be wild, allowing it to not make sense. Allowing screaming and crying and yearning and anger and ugliness. Allowing vulnerability Allowing yourself to be seen and held and witnessed. And it being ugly and not making sense and not being perfect. He's showing just get, he's showing just getting dirt. He's rolling around in the mud and getting mud all over him. He's showing be messy. Allow the grief. Let the chips fall where they may. You will be supported. He's showing transformation is destruction into rebirth. Oh, sweet boy. Thank you. Hmm. 
Thank you all so much for joining us for this episode. Can't wait to see you again. We love you. Happy death portals, happy grieving, (laughs) happy joy, happy excitement. Allow yourself to live this life, really live it. Allow yourself to be alive. Allow yourself to not be perfect. Allow yourself to be messy. Allow yourself to cry. Allow yourself to scream and billow into the clouds. Allow yourself to sing off key. I love you. Noodle loves you. Till next time. I have a PS for you, friends, a postscript um, regarding my mother's passing, a very potent uh, piece of it that I inadvertently did not include that I want to make sure to share with you. You know, upon her passing, something was happening energetically. It's like everything in the universe is so synchronistic. And when I separated um, from my ex-husband and my spiritual awakening began uh, 2017 to now that is a seven year period and this past seven years has been all about releasing um, the seven year cycle if you google this it's a seven years is a very um spiritual, energetic, emotional, powerful cycle. Even seven years is how long it takes for all of our cells and our body to um, become anew. So it's a, it's a very powerful amount of time. In this past seven years has been a release and I've stepped into a new seven year cycle of rebirth and of growth. And my mother's passing really signified the end of that release. And she was my second parent to die. My father passed away in 2007. And so something happens when you are left with zero parents um, in the physical plane where it's like so much the ancestral heaviness, the energetic heaviness that you carry with you, that just began shedding from me. It was the culmination of this full seven-year release with my mother's passing where I could feel I was fully stepping into something. Anything that was holding me back due to parental pleasing due to, you know, growing up in religious beliefs due to ancestral put upons. I could feel all of that releasing in an extremely powerful way. And mind you, my mother's soul was a part of all of this releasing. She had finished She had chosen as a soul, it was time for her to leave this earth. Her work was done and our work together as two souls here on earth was done. However, our work of me on earth and her soul is not yet done. So it was as if, you know, when I mentioned earlier that 
I in some ways felt more connected to her than ever. It was like, she is right here. And for the first time could permeate, understand and feel and know all the intricacies of my being. And she was saying, Jessica, it is time. You have work to do on this earth. And I am here on your spirit team supporting you. I am here. Let's get to work. What is next? And in that time, I began having visions and dreams of so many female ancestors, some living, some past, coming to me, warrior energy, strong, powerful women showing me bloodshed and strength and just generational trauma releasing, releasing, releasing from my energetic field and them all stepping up with me saying, we have work to do and we are behind you. Call upon us. So I share this with you as again, another permission slip to allow yourself to zoom out and see the potential scope of all that is available to you. With this, I feel my mother and my relationship is continuing just as it is supposed to in the next form it was meant to take. We have work to do left on this earth here together. Her as a disembodied soul, her as her higher self energy, and me as an embodied being here on earth. Yet another way we get to experience one another. This was all part of our life plan that we planned with one another as souls. She'd finished her work here on earth. We'd finished our work together from the perspective as two humans. And now we're finishing our work <laughs> from the perspective of soul and soul embodied in human form still. <laughs> it's a feeling of allowing it to continue eternally, expand eternally, falling into the mystery of life, allowing yourself to believe, allowing yourself to trust. I love you all. Until next time. <laughs>